Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow. It is Wednesday, the 1st of September, 2021, and I'm feeling a bit tired today, but I've got to go out tonight shooting, so uh, there's, there's that. Title of the show, First Stock Footage Sale, that are probably not too eye-catching. I don't think last's, last week's episode was too eye-catching because the numbers went down a bit. Um, but we carry on and we deliver regularly because that's one of the things you're meant to do. And I do enjoy doing this little kind of diary with sharing some of the things that I've learned on the way and how my journey's going. So, yeah, first things first, sale. I was delighted. I saw this, came down, saw an email from Pond5. Now, Pond5, like many companies that do stock libraries of footage and imagery, they're they're more kind of video footage. Often, if you watch particularly a documentary, uh, almost exclusively a documentary, but anyway, at the end of it in the credits, you'll often see a whole list of sources, and that might be Shutterstock, Alamy, Getty, Pond5, and there are many others. And um, this is where they buy their footage to help tell the story. And because it's not all, you know, things that are owned by the storyteller, uh, the documentary or production company. And it's an amazing world of footage. So I've, I've got some stills that I have exclusively with Alamy and... I've got some payment due. Actually, they're going to send it today, $79. Um, and that's not th- not that many sales, actually. They just they sell quite well in value terms with Alamy. And I decided almost as a test to put a small library of, uh, of stock footage up with POM5, and again, when exclusive. And I hadn't heard anything. You, you do get stats for how many times people click on them and, and maybe view them. Um, and the the great and almost amusing thing with stock is you kind of never know what sells really um, just a, a quick aside so there's someone who I follow on social media and YouTube and the like and uh, she's a stock shooter in uh, in the States she once took a picture of a packet of tumble dryer sheets like the sheets that you put in with your tumble drying to make them make the clothes or the whatever it is smell nice and it sold ridiculously well just within a few days of putting it up there. Who'd have thought? And and that's the thing with stock footage. So I did a library of stuff from when I'd done some of my walks in the winter, you know, lockdown stuff. And I put this, uh, which still remains as my most popular video, 15,000 views of Croydon. And this was with my old iPhone. It was just shot in HD, so not 4K. I think I did switch the 4K on later. And the clip is a kind of hold on one side of the the sort of pedestrianised shopping parade in Croydon, North End, and then a very slow pan or with my hands, no tripod, and ending up on the other side and someone walks by. It's seven seconds, it's HD, and uh, someone paid $20 for it. And I got $11.57, or I will do. I mean, they do a minimum payout, so I've got to actually sell some more imagery. I think $25 is the minimum before they pay you. But it did make me think, well, actually, I should just get more up there. I mean, why not? You know, if it's sitting on my hard drive and it's either sitting on my hard drive because I've decided not to use it or it might be sitting on my hard drive and I've used it maybe in a YouTube video. So what I did after that was went to my Selston footage. So I never yet or haven't yet uploaded a 
or produced or created a video of Selsden. Um, so I took the footage back in a nice sunny day in April when it was still kind of lockdowny. Uh, but some of it's okay. It's it's got you know buses, cars, a police car goes by at one point, um, and it's I think the minimum is three seconds of footage. And you might think, what can you do with three seconds? Think about it. When you're watching a TV programme, some of those clips are one, two or three seconds. Um, it might just be a little blip. As long as it's something worthy, then there's no harm in putting it up on a library. And the, the key thing to do is tag all these with appropriate keywords so that when people search for things that they're looking for, your footage will come up as an option and therefore you might get a sale. So it's, it's passive income. Um, but because I'm doing these local films now, obviously I'm creating stuff on the way that can almost have a double use. So, you know, on the one hand, it goes into my YouTube video. On the other hand, it can go into uh, a stock library and then someone else can make use of it, perhaps. Um, so you, you wouldn't, I mean, unless you're doing thousands of these things and, and you can sometimes do them to order. They might have a specific need. Uh, but, you know, you it's income that you just might get and it's nice if you get it which is hence my 11.57 first sale and the title of the show so I'm pleased and I would encourage photographers videographers to consider stock there's a bit of work to put it together but you can you know build templates and things but it is a way that it can just be in the background and it might sell so so you know there's a there is an opportunity there so yeah I'm, I'm going to do more so with the sales and stuff I kind of did some categorizing of it but I just need to do a bit more work and top and tail and, and then get it uploaded. Other than that, it's been a very mixed week this week. Um, Sue came out of isolation midnight on Sunday night. Um, we had a, quite a sleepy day actually on Monday. Didn't, didn't really do too much. Popped out uh, over to West Wickham. Um, so, you know, she's been doing a bit of adjustment. I guess I've been doing a bit of adjustment as well. I mean, it's, you know, it's been good, no doubt. Uh, I've, I've actually, the sort of cold symptoms that I had have by and large gone, which I'm, I'm very pleased with. Uh, it's not developed into anything. And um, I actually had a conversation with Siva from the Rotherhide Playhouse group last night. And I said, look, you know, this, this was the situation, past tense, who had it, now she's, she's clear. Um, I wasn't going to tell them that I'd also had a couple of PCR tests, both negative, because why would you send the hairs running if they're negative? There's nothing to worry about. You know, if they're positive, I would have needed to inform them because of the whole track and trace thing and, you know, shows and events are still closing down because of COVID. So, and I think, you know, with Sue going through that and well, Sue and her sister and brother-in-law, um, it did make me think that, that you know, COVID can't read. <laughs> We, we kind of knew that. Uh, you know, we, we've got a set of legal regulations that have been dropped or changed or re, reworded, reinvented. I don't know. But you still got to keep your head screwed on with regard to the pandemic because it's still highly contagious with a very high viral load. And I just saw a stat literally about half an hour ago, a news item, and it just said that in, in the US the Delta variant is really taking hold and they're thinking that there could be another 100,000 deaths before December, which is a kind of wow. So we still wear our masks and we practice distancing where possible, although others don't always, um, because, you know, it's just unpleasant if you get it. And I'm still at risk of getting it, so he's obviously got some antibodies for a while, for a period of months. And, yeah, let's just make sure we kind of keep on top of things, guys. Um... One of the other things I did was um, 
testing out of microphone settings. So when I've done my vlogging, I've used the mic that's built into the GoPro, or it's, it's an add-on made by GoPro for that device. And generally it's been okay, but there was a lot of intruding traffic noise I felt on the last one. Um, you can still hear my voice above it, but it was kind of... Yeah. So I thought, well, you know, I've got a very good lav mic here. What can I do to kind of connect it up? And I bought a couple of little connectors, not, not expensive at all, but they were the proprietary ones for the mic and joined it together. And uh, I've now got a method whereby I can kind of set up my lav mic maybe at home before I set off and go to the shoot and then actually just shoot with it. And it, I think it will be better quality sound from me because it's obviously going to be closer to the source, which is my mouth. Uh, and also there's things where I sometimes do a quick, or I'd like to do a quick turn of the camera front to back to kind of illustrate things, to keep keep the flow of the story better. And that's difficult to do currently because the microphone is either the front or the back. So if you're looking to camera, you have to go into the settings and they're a bit fiddly on a GoPro, but yeah, they're shortcuts, but they're still a bit fiddly to touch. Uh, but yeah, so I have to stop and start. Well, this way I don't because the microphone is always going to be on me, um, sending a radio signal to the receiver that goes into the GoPro and is recorded to the audio uh, video file. So it's all it's all good. So I did a bit of testing, wandering up and, out, up and down outside the house, looking like a loon, but... Um, uh, apologies if I offended any anybody there or any terms, but yes, it was um, it was it was a good little test. So I've got that kind of nailed down now, ready for the next video, which will be uh, probably in the next week or so. I think I haven't fully decided. I've been doing some more video editing, um, and I still need to work on a showreel. But yeah, working with the stuff that I did for the interview and the actors at the Rotherhithe and. I think we're nearly there. Um, I set up a Vimeo account, which is brilliant. I didn't realise how good Vimeo were, certainly as a professional. Um, they do this great thing where they're, they're just very quick to upload and they don't really compromise too much in terms of the quality. Because of the size of the file I was dealing with, I ended up having to subscribe to their pro account. But I went online, Googled any promo codes and got 10% off. Little tip there, if you're ever signing up to something offer code boxes often mean that there are offer codes out there so a little bit of google and i saved a bit of money so i just signed up for their annual plan wasn't wasn't too expensive but i think i'll now use um vimeo because i can just kind of it's very easy to switch in and switch out it takes minutes to actually upload a reasonably large-ish file but you can replace them as well so if i use that as a hosting platform going forward um you, with YouTube, if you have to replace a video, say there was something that was majorly wrong in there, you had to take it down, but you'd already built up some stats and views, uh, they're gone. It's a physically different file uh, and and it, it, you lose all the stats and all the analytics and the views and everything that you had with it. But with Vimeo, you could do a replace. So it's almost the, the, the video and its, its analytics are a container and you just replace the kind of thing that's in that container, which is the video. I hope that makes sense. So I quite like Vimeo and um, I'm going to consider how I use that going forward, although I still want to build my YouTube channel. Uh, so I've, I think I'm up to 190 subscribers and I did back in May, I think, put a brave target of 500 by the end of the year. Not going to rule it out. You know, we've only just started September. There's three full months, um, but I've got to go some um, in terms of my content and engagement. The, the, the Los Angeles video is still doing quite well. 
14, 1500 views. That's just taken off. It was on about 60 for months and months and months. And then it was discovered. And there's a kind of self-fulfilling thing that happens in, in YouTube world with it being suggested and then people engaging and liking. So it gets suggested more. All that algorithm stuff that you get in social media. So, um, yeah, so that was that. And then Sue's mum had her birthday at the weekend, which meant we had a big family Zoom. That was that was successful. At one point, there were 10 different kind of Zoomsters on there. Uh, and then when Sue was fully released on Sunday night, Monday, so Tuesday, yesterday, we went out for a nice meal down in Oxted, uh, La Cucina, which is a really lovely restaurant. Fresh food, tasty food, pleasant, quick. And so we thoroughly enjoyed that. And that was our kind of little outing yesterday. I'm actually going there again tomorrow night, taking my daughter. So that'd be nice. First ride in the new car. So, yeah, um, other than that, this evening I will be going off to do dress rehearsal shoot. I'm not even sure that they're going to have the costumes. <laughs> Apparently they might be due by 6pm or something. Um, but I'll be going up there tonight to to create a kind of library of uh, images as, as I usually would. Meet the gang again. I feel I know them quite well already. Uh, and then going to put in a date at some point in the coming days to do some videos so they can help and do a little kind of video promo or whatever i just knocked the cable then my apologies um so yeah so that 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 will be helpful uh so i'll be doing the old dress rehearsal uh shoot this evening i'm just kind of in that chill down moment really um i just typed on there on my notes isn't that amateur of me <laughs> so it goes into the show notes but yeah other than that i'm just going to chill have a bite to eat and then um then get ready and go uh i've got that. all the batteries are charged and the timings are synced on the cameras and i'm kind of you know in a good place there so i'll just do one quick uh double check bung some some extra bits and pieces in the bag for contingency and then i'm going to be on my way but yeah short sharp on this week Thank you very much for listening and supporting the show. Hope you have a great week. And I'll speak to you again in next week's show. Bye.